and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Curl, and this is episode number 14 of the Imagineer Podcast. Today's podcast episode takes us into the world of Pixar. We're going to discuss some of our favorite Pixar movies, how the Pixar movies rank in terms of our A-list, our B-list, and perhaps even our C-list. We'll discuss our favorite Pixar characters, favorite Pixar moments, and our favorite Easter eggs from the films as well. We'll then come back at the end of the show, talk to you a little bit more about how you can continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, any other means that you would like to communicate with us, and how you can help to create and inspire the future of this show. So, grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, pull up your favorite Luxo lamp, and enjoy this week's episode of the Imagineer Podcast. So we're here to talk about Pixar, and this is our first actual live podcast recording where we have people sitting together around a table to talk about the subject as opposed to me interviewing people over Skype or over the phone. So I want to start by actually introducing who we have to talk about Pixar with us, and I'm going to start with Mike, who was on the show previously. Yes, I'm glad to be back. Yes, and you did an episode for us on... The what was the last episode you were on for us? I think it was the D23 announcements. Yes, so you did D23 for us. So we're glad to have you back to talk about Pixar. I know you might have to leave like in the middle of this, but yeah, in a couple of minutes, but that's that's fine. That's we want to at least have him on for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I like doing these things. We'll give you like a few seconds. So I'm just going to give you like ask you what your favorites are and your general thoughts on Pixar. I like it. <laughs> that's good. All right, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for your input, Mike. And then we have Chris who was on the Disney Internships episode for us and Star Wars. So, glad to have you back. And we came to Phoenix to visit you this time. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thanks for coming to visit. Yeah, of course. All three of you, actually. And Brian, who was on the Star Wars episode. Yep. So, you're back. And then I have my better half. My wife, Joanna, is here. And she's a first-timer on the show. Um, So, yeah, we're here to talk about Pixar. And there are 19 Pixar movies as of the time that this podcast is being recorded. There will be 20 with The Incredibles 2. Um, and we're going to kind of go down the list and I'll ask you guys what you think in terms of where Pixar ranks for you as far as A-list, B-list, or C-list because it's really hard to rank 19 movies. It's easier to do with Star Wars and even then it was a challenge to rank 9 movies. So rather than us rank 1 to 19, I figure let's just tier them. You know, A being the best ones for Pixar, B being... Um, you know, the not the best ones for Pixar, and then C being ones that we really see uh, that they could have done a lot better with. But we know that all Pixar movies are, you know, well above and beyond what a lot of animated movies can be. Um, so, Mike, since you have to leave in a few minutes, I actually want to start by asking you, I will ask you what your favorite Pixar movies are. Uh, definitely on top of my list is Wally. I would say Wally is probably my favorite. Uh, that, that that depends. I, I would say I, I love that movie so much. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful movie. It it was one of the few Pixar films that truly moved me. So I would say Wally's definitely up there. Uh, all the Toy Stories, Toy Story one, two, and three. I love every single one of those. Uh, I would say those are probably going to be on the top of my list. Of my favorites. I really liked Inside Out as well. 
I really like that one. That was more fairly, fairly recently. And I'm trying to think of some other... Oh, The Incredibles, of course. <laughs> that, was, that was the one film of Pixar that I actually wanted a sequel from. And now we're getting finally it. getting it. <laughs> it took them long enough. It took them 14 years. <laughs> they gave us Toy Story 2, and then Toy Story 3, and then Cars 2, and then Cars 3. <laughs> and then Finding Dory. <laughs> and then Finding Dory. And, and Monsters University. University. Yeah. yeah. So now they finally came to their senses and gave us a sequel that we all want. Like, I remember after seeing that in theaters, every single person I talked to mentioned, when's the sequel coming out? And we should have, I should have said something when we went to Comic-Con and John Lasseter was there. And I said, why are they doing all these sequels instead of Incredibles 2? And you're like, you should go and talk to them. And I didn't. And I should have. Oh, that's and then true. we would have gotten Incredibles 2 earlier. Yeah. Right. You could have broke Incredibles 2 way early. Right? It's all your fault. It is. <laughs> but hey, we're getting it. And it looks amazing. Because as of this yeah. recording, we've gotten a teaser trailer and a theatrical trailer. And the theatrical trailer yeah. looks Awesome. So I'm yeah. super stoked yeah. for Incredibles too. It's more, it looks like it's an extension of the same, which is exactly what we all wanted. Yeah. Is there anything on your C list? Do you have a C list? Well, I'd B list I'm kind of like leaving in the middle because, or whatever you did to mention, but. I don't think so. There is not a single, now there are only two Pixar films that I have not seen as of yet, which I still might play. So hopefully by the time this podcast airs, maybe I'll see them, but Coco is one of them and Cars 2 is the other. So those are the only two that I have not seen. I've seen all the rest now. So I would say there's, I don't think there's really any that would really, there's some that I'll definitely put on the B list, but not, I don't think there's any that I would say would be put on the C list. Cars 2. Brian's whispering Cars 2. Uh. Yeah, well that's what I've heard, but I, yeah, I can't judge that. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I haven't I seen it. So it's a possible future C list for you, but okay, fair enough. Um, so Wally's your favorite then, that's what it sounds yeah. like. Wally would be my favorite. Uh, the, w a hard question that I'm definitely going to ask the rest of the group, but I'm curious to know from you since, again, you have to leave in a few minutes, but between Toy Story, Toy Story 2, and Toy Story 3, what's your favorite, second favorite, and third favorite of those? I know they're all A, but which one do you place on top of that? I would say Toy Story is still the, by far the, the best one of the three. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Toy Story 3 would be second on my list. Okay. And, and, and Toy Story 2 would be a very close third to, the, to Toy Story 3. Because Toy Story 2, I felt, was more fun. I think that was the most fun of the three. But uh, Toy Story 3 had a much better storyline than 2 did. And so for that reason, I felt that... Um, Toy Story 3 would probably be like, it would be close second and third between the two of them, but Toy Story, the original one, it had a great story, it was funny, it was it was probably the wittiest of the three, too. I mean, there are still jokes in there, like I still laugh at today, that even as a kid, I would like, it would go over my head a little bit, and now watching it as an adult, I would just laugh hysterically on some <laughs> of the, in like, the jokes that they had in there, and it was, it was just so good. It was, it was literally the perfect animated film, and it was what started it all, so how can I not make that number one? Mm -hmm. What are you looking at, you hockey puck? <laughs> That's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm Picasso. You want to call me Yeah, they're, they're all really good. Um... I was going to ask you another question, but that's way too difficult, so I'll forget that. No, so, uh, tell me. Tell me the difficult Your favorite Pixar character. Ooh. That is a tough one. I know. Um, don't ask me this. <laughs> it's Buzz for you. I love Buzz. You're See, right. There we go. That's a, that's a, that is a really tough one. I don't know if I have a good answer for is that. Is it Wally? Wally would definitely be up there. 
I would say that would be up there for sure. I don't know if it would necessarily be my favorite character, though, but I would say Wally would definitely be up there. Okay. All right. Well, then, fair enough. If I think of it, I'll let you know. But yeah. That's a really that's a good question, though. All right. Well, let's actually dive into the rest of the group, and then as you want to contribute, as best you can, Mike, you can definitely contribute. But uh, I want to start by you know going off of what we were just talking about with our the, the order of Toy Stories, because I think that is there anybody here that thinks that toys any of the Toy Story movies is not on the A list. Or do you all think that they're all A? Yeah, they're all getting nods. Yeah, yeah they're, and I agree that they're all they're all A or A plus movies. And then Toy Story is obviously would kicked off the whole Pixar, uh, you know, journey. So um, at least for an, future animated films. So between those movies, um, so Mike says Toy Story, then Toy Story three, then Toy Story two. Um, Brian says you're his brother. What do you? <laughs> what's your order? Do you agree with Mike? I, pretty much. Um, Toy Story one, absolutely the best. Uh, for all the reasons Mike mentioned, it's the wittiest, uh, has the best, uh, maybe not the best storyline, but certainly a great storyline. Um, and Toy Story 2 and 3 are super, super close. I would put it in probably release order, so 1, 2, and 3. But like Mike said, they're, it, it, at that point, it's personal preference. I prefer 2 over 3 because I prefer the, um, the fun factor over the storyline of 3. But Mike's absolutely right. It's, it's, Toy Story 3 has a better storyline. Toy Story 2 is more fun. I prefer the more fun, and so that ranks higher, but they are pretty pretty equal. Yeah. Chris, how about you? I would have to agree with Mike, because, well, obviously, Toy Story 1, the, the best. And the, the reason is, it was revolutionary. I mean, we'd never <laughs> seen anything like that before, you know? And uh, I remember as a kid, I watched the trailer. Like, it was like, oh, it... At 11 p.m., I don't know why at 11 p.m., but on, uh, I, forget, I think it was VH1 or something, they were like, we're going to show the trailer to this new Toy Story movie. And so I'm like, okay. And so I stayed up way past my bedtime. <laughs> this is third grade. And, uh, and it was like a 30-second clip of Woody. Um, it, was, it wasn't really a trailer. It was, a, it was that just like footage from the movie and it was him talking to the toys and everything uh, when you know, the plastic corrosion <laughs> awareness meeting <laughs> I think and was a great success <laughs> thank you Mr. Spell yeah. you're welcome that's all it was and I was like what is that and opening day I was like begging my parents we have to go see this movie we have to go see it you know and and that was, I was hooked after that and so and so Revolutionary in the way of animation and the way of storylines. Um, it was just so original. We had, you know, I mean, there have been original storylines before, but not in this way or anything. Let me answer the question. Um, so, then, uh, <laughs> well, they're all great insights, though. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 3 next, mostly because of the emotional factor. Uh, I get very, personally, I get very emotional with Pixar films, and that just triggered everything. Mm. You know, love, hate, just sadness at the end, and you literally feel like the toys, like, that's it. Like, this is it. And then, and then, oh no, you know, ex machina, you know, like, <laughs> like we're saved, and uh, and and then you have that ending where it's uh, it's very bittersweet, you know, where you have the toys are moving on to a different owner, um, and you are happy, but yet you're sad because they're leaving Andy, and you know all that. And then Toy Story two next because 
I mean, the best part ever, in my opinion, was when Zerg was like, I am your father! You know? <laughs> no! So, no! <laughs> and the whole, like, feud between, you know, Zerg and Buzz, we finally got to see that. We In the first movie, we saw, you know, oh, there's the evil Emperor Zerg, sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance, and then we finally see who Zerg is. That's and, right. You know, and so that, the fun <laughs> factor was just through the roof with that one, so. Yeah. I have an answer for my favorite character that I'm going to go. Okay, go ahead. Um, actually, it's a surprise. I really like Mike Wazowski. Yeah. yeah. Is it because your name is Mike and his name is Mike? No, it has nothing to actually do with it. I just really like that character. Like, that to me is just, it, it like, he makes me laugh every single time. Billy Crystal does such a good job with him. So he just makes me laugh. And Monster Thing is actually also, I would say, in my top ten list of favorite Pixar films. Um, maybe even the top five. So I really like Monsters Inc. a lot. So I was really thinking through, and I really like a lot of characters. But I'm just thinking, like, which character do I just like really love? And Mike Wazowski was the one. Like, oh yeah, you know, that was that particular character I really liked. So but anyway, I would love to chat and more about Pixar, but I yeah, you got things to do. I have things to do. That's okay. Thanks for making the cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, Mike. Bye. 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 We're Sound like we're closing. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be edited out. Uh, so, Joanna, what about for you for Toy Story Order? Is well, Toy I think I'm actually like the different one of everybody because I was oh. thinking about this. Because we you asked me yesterday, and I'm like, I wasn't really sure because I really love all the Toy Stories. But now I've been thinking about it. Toy Story 3, 100%, was the movie that I didn't know that I needed. Like, I That's love deep. that movie. And I was thinking, like, Batman quotes, like, this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie that I needed. <laughs> no, truly, because um, I was, I'm younger than everybody here. I'm, like, the baby of the group here, and I don't remember. Not that much younger, but yeah. <laughs> like, for what Chris was saying, I don't remember anything about the trailers for Toy Story or how Toy Story even came to be. I, all I know is, like, Toy Story existed in my lifetime. And so I'm happy that I was able to see it, and I loved it so much. And I love Toy Story 2 for the same reasons. But then all of a sudden, like, what, like 10 years later, Toy Story 3 comes out. And I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what toys deserve. Like, they, they shouldn't be kept in the attic. And I have toys still in my attic. And I'm like, I should donate my toys <laughs> to, like, all the little kids that still want toys. <laughs> no, but it's the same reason that Chris was saying, like, it made you cry. It made you laugh. It made you cry laughing and then laugh while you're crying. It's, it was so emotional and I loved it, really. I really did. I think that might be my number one favorite movie at this point. Pixar, of course. All right. Nice. Yeah. What about your number two for Toy Stories? So is it Toy Story 20? Like- well, yeah, definitely Toy Story 1 and then Toy Story 2. But Toy Story 3, my number one. That's, so yeah, most people have Toy Story 2 at the bottom. Most people have Toy Story at the top, and then Toy Story 3 is kind of like jumping around all over the place. Uh, for me, it's probably Toy Story 1 also, only because, again, it's like it kicked off Pixar. It's, it's really what... Um, and it has... Great story still. I love watching that movie. And then Toy Story 3 and then Toy Story 2. But I'm not, it's a lot of the same reasons that uh, even like Mike had mentioned that he likes that order as well. Um, so since you guys are talking about like Toy Story 3 making you laugh and cry and all the emotions, uh, which Pixar movie gave you most of the feels that you really were, you had the most tissues that you needed, that it made you cry the most or laugh the most, or that you just felt was the most emotional Pixar movie? I think I know Chris's answer. 
Maybe. I think you do. Is it Coco? It's Coco. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely Coco. Um, so that movie for you just did it? Did it was it? What well, was it about it? So okay, Wally was kind of first when it comes to emotions because it was like a happy sadness you know like like you you're very happy for this robot because you know he's found the love of his life and he's trying to reach out to her but she doesn't really know and he's trying to show her you know especially in like the montage where like she shuts down and he's like you know holding the umbrella like that stuff triggers you know some emotions i'm like oh my god that's just so adorable and then you have a movie like up where you know it's just Wow, the first 20 minutes of that film, you're just like, what just happened? Is it 20 minutes, really? It's something like 10, that. 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, up until, like, the whole the wedding sequence of them, that's two minutes, but the whole beginning up until uh, Ellie passes away. Which I, mean, I don't that, think people know that at this point. That was Sorry. That was character development to the fullest, to the finest. I mean, that... Yeah. To this day, I still haven't found character development that good in a movie. Especially in the um, first, like, two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no dialogue. That's Who ridiculous. else could do that but Pixar, you know? Uh, but I would have to say, the reason Coco um, is number one for me when it comes to emotions is because, personally, um, I come from a Hispanic background. Mm-hmm. And so my family's always celebrated Dia de los Muertos. And, uh, oh my god. Uh, He's crying right I'm now. Not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing If we had cameras, we could verify. <laughs> and um, she's like, "Go get you some tissues." <laughs> the part where he's singing um, the song to to Coco to make her remember that was just okay. it hits so deep because you know I've had relatives that have passed away, and you know, and it's almost like a you know like. Oh my God! Don't ever forget our ancestors, our you know, our loved ones that passed away recently, you know. And so, uh, and then when she remembers, and he's able to, you know, come across the the bridge of um, of oh, sorry, what was it? I forgot that was the bridge of flowers or something. What was it? Do you remember? I forgot. Uh, I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one it's with like, the heritage, I know, right? <laughs> But um, but, no. but it is true. It is in with uh, in tradition. If you do not sh- uh, show the picture of your your passed away relative, um, it is considered that you forgot about them and that they are you know completely deceased. You know, and, and so that's why it's a big deal for you know to remember the dead and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's you know. I mean, you could just tell right now. Yep, I love emotions. <laughs> yeah. Chris is going to grab a tissue. Yeah. Right, what, about for, what about for you? <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Obviously, agreed on Up. The very beginning of Up is just uh, heart-wrenching and incredible. And like you said, character development. Um, Coco is also very much up there for the same reasons. You know, family is very important to me. And there are a lot of, even though I don't have a Hispanic background, there are still a lot of pieces of that culture that I've seen in my own life and all that. But the biggest thing was it hit home also because, and I know Matt, you haven't seen Coco yet, but um, because we lost Nana not too long ago, it definitely brought all that back because it does talk about you know, your grandparents and then passing and remembering them. So that definitely hit a tone with me. But 
So, but Coco is not my, the most emotional for me. The most emotional for me is hands down Inside Out. Um, and yeah. it's one of those movies where I saw it, I saw it once, and I will probably never ever see it again. It is mm. a phenomenal movie, it is incredibly well made, and it is one of the best movies I think Pixar has made. It is just way too real. And because of my personal history with anxiety and dealing with those negative emotions and everything that I was talking about in Inside Out with how you have a happy memory, but then something happens and you associate that with a sad feeling and mm -hmm. going through all of that, it's just, and moving from one place and going to another and trying to make new friends and dealing with all that, it, just, it struck a tone with me because I'm like, that's what I went through. Yeah. And so watching Inside Out, it really struck a chord and it's incredible, but it's just too real. And when I watch movies, I like to be entertained. Um, obviously, going back to the Toy Story thing, that's why I ranked Toy Story 2 over 3 because of the fun factor. Inside Out has almost no fun factor for me because it's just it's too real. It strikes way too close to home. And that, yeah, that movie hands down is the most... Uh, Emotional for me. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a real movie. <laughs> it's it's it gets real. It's all about it. Really, they do. It's almost a scientific movie in a way, and yeah. how it ties to, to emotions and the way that the brain works, even as kids develop. And I like how it even starts where the only emotion is joy. I thought that was really profound. Yeah. And then over time, you get these More siloed complex. emotions, yeah. and then they somehow mix. And that's really a testament to what life is really like. That uh, so you can have a memory that's happy and sad at yep. the same time. Exactly. Oh. Bittersweet. They're so Bittersweet. Good. Yes. What about Street Journal? I don't know how I'm supposed to go after these two. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't actually have to cry. I mean, I was asking. It, I was asking the question for fun, but this is turning into a therapy session. <laughs> well, okay. Let me continue on that train then. Well, I'm gonna move The train of thought. <laughs> So I'm going to say first, I'm going to say again, Toy Story 3. Yep. All the emotions right there. I was watching that in the theater and I'm crying, I'm laughing, I'm like poking my friend with my elbow saying, oh my gosh, this is amazing, it's amazing. But for me in my personal like life, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but actually Brave was super emotional for me because of the connection that the daughter and the mom had. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what happens if like mothers and daughters start fighting and then what happens if you like somehow lose your mother and you're like oh my gosh this is it was really emotional for me because i'm like okay i'm the only daughter and i have my mom still thank goodness but you know my mom hates that movie because she hates seeing like like the mom and the daughter fight and i'm like well i mean it's real yeah this is what happens so that one struck a chord with me so for you know i have so those two so get toy story three and break let's just stop there yeah for me <laughs> for me it might be up I think yeah. was the one that uh, I haven't seen Coco yet, but I have a feeling that That's it's going you're to a be. Mush. I am a mush. <laughs> up, I think up was that a whole sequence and how it's executed with no dialogue in two minutes and is better love story than most full length future movies can tell. It's better than the Titanic. Love it's story. better than Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. James Cameron did great with Avatar because he, he brought us Flight of Passage, but. <laughs> Although people disagree about the movie, uh, but yeah, up for me, just that that whole sequence was was really, um, and then even beyond that, with uh, Carl reliving 
living with a lot of regret, I think, is is a profound thing as well. But yeah, Toy Story three, Up, Inside Out, all those movies, and then I know Coco is gonna is gonna be the same way. Um, Let's talk about some of the middle Pixar movies because these are ones that I think not everybody agrees upon in terms of A-list or B-list or C-list. Um, and one of them was actually the second Pixar movie that a lot of people forget about, and that's A, a Bug's, Bug's Life. Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have not honestly seen that movie in a long time. I remember it, but mm-hmm. I have not seen it in a long time. Um, where does this rank for you in Pixar movies? Brian, what do you got for you? We'll start with Brian. Start with Brian. <laughs> I, I, I want to say, I want to put it in my A tier. Um, I've seen it somewhat recently, as in like within the past couple of years. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoy that movie. So I would say probably on the border between A and B. Um, but definitely up there. It's not, not the best. But it's really well made. I really like the story. Um, I think the whole circus component is just hilarious. Um, the grasshoppers and the ants. <laughs> There's just That's so much about, about the movie. You watch it, and it's just so good. And also the fact it is, it's the second Pixar movie. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the problem is you, you compare it to Toy Story, and it just, it's not even yeah, close. Yeah. But... If it was the first, I think it would be so much higher because of how revolutionary even mm-hmm. A Bug's Life was. And I don't know, it just it had a good storyline and how the little people can stand up to the bigger people and quite literally in this movie, you know. You, the little uh, bigger. Yeah, the ants were super small, yet they had so much numbers and then they had the ingenuity from Flick and they were just able to, to dominate and... Basically, win their personal battles and win their freedom, essentially. And I think it just it had a good message to it and had a good storyline. Yeah. Uh, Joanna, do you agree? Um, so I agree with Brian's opinions, but what I disagree with him is putting it in the column like AB. I'd put it more in the column BC. I mean, it was a great movie. But, like I said, I'm like the young in here. When did when did A Bug's Life even... 98. 98. 98. Oh, yeah. So, like, I was, like, I really couldn't comprehend <laughs> the complexity of that movie until I saw it, like, when I was much older. So, let's just say, I'm gonna, if I have to put movies in the C-list, I'm going to put A Bug's Life in the C-list. If I didn't have to put anything in the C-list, I'm going to put it in the B-list, because... Bugs starts with B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, Chris, for you, how does a bug's life compare to ants? Oh. <laughs> I actually never saw that movie. Really? Yeah. Never saw ants. It's a really interesting story about how that even happened, because you know how they're almost identical movies? Uh-huh. And they're... Uh, Ed Catmull is one of the... He's basically the guy who founded Pixar. John Lasseter was the big creative, but Ed Catmull was the technical hmm. uh, guy who hmm. created the whole software for Pixar. Um... And I forgot which I have to, I need to go back and and remember my story now, but there was a falling out between Pixar and one of the other directors um, who was going to be a part of A Bug's Life. And he basically brought A Bug's Life with him to DreamWorks and pitched the movie. And then it became a 
almost like an arms race to see who could get the movie out first. And they're identical stories, but told with different actors and then, of course, slightly different plot lines. But yeah, so okay. they're, they're, I had to throw that one in. But yeah. <laughs> I remember there being controversy back in the day. There was. I remember my parents just took me to see The Bug's Life. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> after, that, after that divergence, yeah. what, what, um, where does it rank for you in terms of B or, A, B, or C? Um, I would say B. Because there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of aspects about the movie that are really cool, you know. Like the thing I'll, I'll never forget is the, the when they build the bird. Yeah. Oh, that was one yeah. of the coolest sequences, you know. They, I do like that bird. You know, you, you start. And it also starts with B. And it also starts with. That's B. right. Let's put bugs like in. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know where they had you know they each ant you know does their part and you're you know, not just ants but you know each bug does their part, you know picks, you know, one little piece, and the next thing you know, you have a giant bird, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the you know, uh, lesson being, you know, teamwork, you know, teamwork will overthrow whatever is, you know, whatever is coming down on you at the time, and oppression or whatever, and, yeah, that, and that, because of things like that, they were able to, to defeat Hopper and then his crew and stuff like that, so, um, yeah, so, B. And I also put it in B. Sorry, Brian. But I'm sure that there's people who are listening who probably would put it in A. Uh, I mean, if we can, if we want to factor in other parts of a bug's life, I might be convinced to bring it down to B because it's <laughs> spot. It's tough to be a bug, which is, in my opinion, oh, a horrible, I horrible attraction. I love the attraction. You just gotta sit up when the stinger comes. It's the trick, and then it's an okay attraction. But then just push your butt down because the Beatles, you know, that's all right. <laughs> if, you know, if you know the attraction, you can get around the, the special effects that not everybody really likes. I'm not a fan of it, so... But yeah. no, I, I think it's A-B, in my opinion. I think it was really well made. And also... It's a terrifying attraction, honestly. It is very tra- terrifying. The spiders when they come the down? Spiders. The spiders. smoke and everything. Yeah. I'm glad I wrote it for the first time when I was 19, because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I liked it when I was 10. I wrote it when Animal Kingdom opened, and that was, what, 97? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 97. Wow. Yikes. Were you crying? I would have been crying. Maybe it was 98. I think it was 98. I think they're celebrating their 20th. Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. Nice. Man. I should know I worked there. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> sure it was 98. Um, Late 90s, put yeah. it that way. Oh, but there's also... I was less than 10. There was Heimlich's choo-choo train came out of that. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> now I'm racing back up to stay. Now Which it's down to see. That's like the best attraction, I must say. Really? Disney's. If California you have the adventure. right friends. <laughs> if you have the right friends. Because the entire. Have you ever been on Heimlich's Future Train? No, but I've seen it. Okay. It's just puns. The entire attraction is puns. <laughs> About food mostly. <laughs> okay. And when you have a certain friend that gets. Oh, irritated with puns. Yeah. And then you have another friend who happens to be here right now who finds that irritation hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Being a bystander is just absolutely bliss. Yes. Well, that raises a great question because there have been quite a few attractions that were inspired by Pixar movies or themed after Pixar movies. Which one is the best? Best attraction? Best attraction that is based off of a Pixar movie. I don't think it's it's tough to be a bug. It's clearly not going to be number one. Like Toy Story Midway Mania might be like legit one of the best ones. Love that ride. Yeah, Midway Mania for sure. Yeah, um, Heimlich's Choo Choo Train for sure. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of other ones. Same. Yeah. I know. I know mine. Radiator Springs Racers. Oh, that's uh, right. Uh, we always forget about that. 
Well, because people forget about cars too, which I'm going to get to. But <laughs> I, yeah, well, I have to agree. RSR's Mediator yeah. Springs is just a beautiful, beautiful, super well executed. I'm changing my answer to Springs. Is Avatar a Pixar movie? Could be. Because then I know what my answer would be. Mediator is pretty fun. Made a Junkyard Jamboree. Jamboree. Mm-hmm. That's a fun attraction. But not as good as Yeah, no, 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 not even close. No, RSR is definitely the best, um, and I would say uh, Mania is probably second. Yeah, second. second. And we're going to be getting a new one with the Ratatouille attraction. Yeah. yeah. Epcot, which we'll get to ride. I know. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I heard your opinion on this earlier, but personally, I really like the Monsters, Inc. ride at California Adventure. Me too. <laughs> Do you? It's so sweet. <laughs> like, you get in the and you ride through Monstropolis. How cool is that? Okay. That's a cute attraction. Like, like, did you ever be able to do that in your life? Exactly. The one that beats that, though, is in um, Japan. Disneyland uh, Japan. Uh, Tokyo. What is because it? Because it's kind of a, a hide-and-seek. So you get, like, a little flashlight in your car, and you can try to oh. shine it. So thick men in black, yeah. except for kids, and you don't shoot at them, you just kind of shine a light at them. And they just, so that's kind oh, of cool. Oh, that's really wow. cool. So I'll say that one's pretty cool, but... See, yeah. we're Not limited. We can't... Let's go to Tokyo. Well, that'll be next. I wish First Mike, Disneyland Paris. No, you guys might be able to talk to it eventually, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, Crush's Coaster. That I will not ride. Okay. I do not do spinning. So, where is that? You can do it by yourself. It's in Paris. Yeah, it's in Paris. It's a spinning. It's in the studios. It's a spinning coaster in. What is it like, Primeval World? It's a little different. It's in. It's completely a dark ride. There is one part that goes outside, but it's completely a dark ride, and it's supposed to look like you're going through the EAC. So, righteous dude. In principle, it's awesome. For me, I would. Be sick. So <laughs> I'm not going to ride it. I'm going to go on that by myself. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll wait. I'll ride another attraction in a second. I'll go back on Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, no, it's going to be closed. It's going to be closed. Uh, <laughs> Did they announce when they're closing it? No, they didn't, it's but I have a feeling it will be. Really yeah. Anyway, so getting back to Pixar. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Radiator Springs Racers is awesome, and that really brings up the idea of cars. So people really debate cars. I think a lot of people agree on Cars too, but the Cars movies in general, especially the first Cars. Um, what are your thoughts on where this ranks with Pixar movies? I think Cars is a solid B movie, like solid B. I would not put it in solid B meaning it's like really B it's or really B, like not B minus and not B plus. It's just solid B. Good work, good movie, nothing special. Okay. Chris, what do you think? I would say B C. I would Wow. B so like B minus. B minus. C plus. I just wasn't like 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 I said, like you know, really good attractions were spawned from it and stuff like that. But um, it was a really good story and um, I just wasn't wowed by it. It didn't have that Pixar like I left the theater saying, I need to own this movie, you know. Like I never owned cars because it was just I saw I saw it a couple times and it was just like like I said it just wasn't memorable for me um but like I said overall good story good character development stuff like that um but yeah I just I don't know it just wasn't maybe if cars came out in like three years earlier when we were younger maybe we would have felt a little bit more connected to the characters because it was like you know, race cars, it's something that, like, little kids kind of like. That's right. true. And and I loved race cars as a kid. Right, like, I so love Hot Wheels, too, and I think I would have 
You're like, you're absolutely right. If had it been maybe three years younger when I saw it, mm-hmm. probably would have liked it a little bit better. So, yeah. Brian, do you put it more B, solid B, A, C? I would C? put it in the low part of B, not nearly as low as you, Chris. Okay. <laughs> because to me, like a C tier is for the special movies that are in that special place of Box <laughs> realm. So. That would be Cars too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't think Cars is that bad, but it's definitely on the low end of B, and for the reasons you guys mentioned, it's like mm-hmm. there's nothing special about it. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. It's kind of well made. It's got race cars, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't get attached to any of the characters. I thought the storyline was okay. It seemed kind of standard Pixar formula, and so I'd say kind of. Low B. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. I think that's where a lot of people put it. I put it on the bottom of the A list. Actually, I think it does, it does deserve its A category. Although it's not at the top, it's definitely not a Wally or Toy Story or, um, you know, an Incredibles. But it is still, in my opinion, even though it's not even up there, it still is a, one of those unique Pixar movies. You give. Cars feelings the way they personify something as simple as a car is really well done If you look at the little things that they do like how they personify a car trying to pass another car on the highway and like like I'm trying to pass you or um, I try to think what else but like they, they have a lot of really unique ways that they Personify cars. So the cars watching the race cars. The cars watching the race cars. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then you have like the car flies that are up on the windows. I think there's artistically the Beatles. Like the Beatles. Beatles. Yep, artistically it's <laughs> it's. I thought artistically it was a great movie. And then still the story um, about <clears throat> this you know this race car who's a young hotshot who's focused on the fast life and all the wrong things speed. speed. Uh, and then it has to learn that it's not all about winning, it's about the journey. I think that's, and then how he finds that out on his own actual journey is something that we see in a lot of other movies, but I thought that it was well done. So I give Cars more credit than a lot of people give it. <laughs> Can I get one more input? Yes. Paul Newman. The fact yes. that they put Paul Newman in that, like as, as the teacher was incredible because mostly because mm-hmm. Paul Newman, you know, was involved with racing and stuff like that, and you know, and then they had me you on know, Mario Andretti and Richard Petty and all those guys, you know. But the fact that Paul Newman was involved was just really awesome. And that's a great lesson for kids too. Yes, it's <laughs> and at the end when when uh, Lightning McQueen helps uh, to push. Um, oh God, what's the car's name? I'm forgetting it now. The one who was the. Oh, the, the king, the Dynaco. Yeah, the car. king. Yeah, uh, he. That would, I think that was Richard Petty. I think or something. But well, that wasn't the name of the car. Oh. Right, it was the king. Yeah. <laughs> but that whole sequence I thought was great. And then, like you know, technically, Chick Hicks is the one who wins the Piston Cup, but he didn't really get a lot of applause for it. And I thought it was oh, that was a great message for kids and for yeah. anybody really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I give Cars some more credit. Cars two. All right, well I'll put it on C. I think we can skip <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, agree. Cars two goes on C. Have. You, I know we've seen Car, it's Cars 3. Have you guys seen Cars 3? I actually haven't seen Cars 2 or 3. Okay. You can skip 2 and go straight to 3 because 2 does kind of go away from the Cars plot a little bit. Oh, it's it's okay. almost its own unique movie. And then 
Cars 3 builds upon the first Cars. Okay. And so I'm is this say, a sequel you were looking for? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. It's a sequel that we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It was okay. Cars 2, but it was the third Cars movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And yeah. I'm going to say, I just watched Cars 3 for the first time like what, last week. Yeah, we watched it together for the first time last and week. And I'm going to say that was better than Cars. But that's just my opinion. Mm. And I have very odd opinions sometimes. But I really loved Cars 3, and I thought it was such a good message. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not putting it in the A category, but it's a solid B+. Plus. I'm giving Cars 3 a B+. Plus. I will say Cars 3 did for Cars what Toy Story 3 did for Toy Story. Yes, agreed. Okay, that's cool. It's, it was it was bringing it to the next chapter, which I thought was yeah. great. And we know that Toy Story 4 is going to be coming out. I don't know if they're going to make Cars 4, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it sells merchandise, and it fits that, uh, that you know, 6 to 13-year-old yeah. <laughs> boy demographic. So I'm sure they're going to they're gonna make another one. I'd be okay with a Toy Story 4, maybe a Cars 4. I don't know. Toy Story Four is. We'll see how that how that one turns out. But I mean, we all said the same thing about Toy Story Three, and we all love it. So I maybe. never said anything bad about Toy Story Three. I was very excited. about We it. all minus Joanna said <laughs> things about Toy Story Three <laughs> before it came out. Um, Monsters Inc. I know Mike said that his favorite character is in there, but where does Monsters Inc. fall for you guys? And then by extension, Monsters University. Chris, what do you think about either one of those movies? Uh, Monsters University. I'm gonna put. Probably like low B, high C. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Monsters Inc. I would say that's probably in my like top three. Wow. wow. I absolutely that was the most clever story, you know, because as a kid you're like, oh, there's a monster in my closet or under my bed or something like that. And they took that and they just they wowed me. That is a <laughs> Pixar wow movie for me. Okay. <laughs> I left the theater. I was like, what was that? That was amazing. I remember that. And. Uh, yeah, you know, where they, you know, they had the simulation and all that, and, and then the doors, all the different doors, and at, at the end, when they're, you know, they're, they're chasing each other through the doors, and that was just the most clever thing ever, and, um, and the fact that, you know, you know, oh, that they were more scared of a human child than the, the child was of, you the know, monster. of the monsters, yeah. you know, like, who would have thought? Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's where I would face your fears. Yeah. So where did, face your fears. if you thought it was your top three, Monsters University must have really fallen short was, for you. I was very disappointed. Um, it just, there was a lot of inconsistencies. Um, I think like in the, in Monsters Inc, they said, you know, oh, we went to junior high together or something like that. But then in Monsters University, they meet in college. So that wasn't consistent. And I don't know. The story was... It was a fun movie, but I wouldn't say I was Pixar wowed by it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Brian, what about for you? Um, agreed with uh, Monsters University, low B, high C. I don't think Pixar did a very good job with it. Um, I think it was more of a, hey, we did Monsters, Inc. It was a great movie. Let's just make another one instead of saying, hey, we have a great story. Okay, let's go with it. Um, and so I think it fell short, and like you said, there were inconsistencies, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsters, Inc., I don't rank it as high as you do, but it's still definitely a solid A, and for the same reasons you said. Um, I also love the fact how it ends with, let's go after laughter instead of fear, mm-hmm. um, and that's always 
been kind of my philosophy. I always like making things happier instead of trying to get people to do what you want by fear. Do something because they want to do it. Um, you're going to get much better results. And I think this movie kind of also furthers that point. Um, it's hilarious. They had some great comedy. Um, like Mike said, Mike is a phenomenal <laughs> character. Um, and there's just so much about it that I just I liked. And the only thing that I'm super disappointed about is we did not get a door coaster. That's oh, the only thing I'm sad yeah, about. You, yeah. There are rumors. There's been there's rumors. Always, I know, there's so always the movie rumors. came out, and we got Monsters at Laugh Floor. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the only negative I can think about. But otherwise, for I think the movie is uh, is a phenomenal movie and definitely a solid A. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Joanna, mm-hmm. what about you? Yeah, Monsters, Inc., solid A movie. Monsters University, I'm putting it in my B list. I think I'm ranking it higher than both of you, but it's... I, I really enjoy that movie, and I've seen it multiple times. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is cute, this is cute. Although, I wish they went further with the laugh, laughter idea. Like, instead of doing a backstory, do a, you know, in the future. Well, wait for Monsters Inc. 3. Is that, is that happening? It probably will at some point. <laughs> some point. I think Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor was kind of Monsters Inc. 2. Yeah. yeah That's the extension of the laugh You know, I like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor because I didn't like, um... No, wait, I'm just thinking of something else. You are. Because oh, okay. Timekeeper. Oh, you do need to get your brother on the left floor at some point. Yeah, he would love that. He's so into puns. We were not, we were not doing it last time. <laughs> for those who don't know the story who were listening, so we went to Disney for my birthday. There was like 20 of us. And all on the us, day, all, of us were here. All, of the, all, the room, all the ones in this room were present, plus <laughs> others. And it was for my birthday. So it was the day we went to the Magic Kingdom. We all had matching t-shirts and I had like 20 stickers <laughs> on me. So I was not going on Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. <laughs> That day. Any other day, fine, but anyone who's been on it before probably knows why I did not want to do that. I don't, for someone to host a podcast, I don't always like being the center of attention, so <laughs> I was not going to do that. Um, okay, and I agree with everybody here. I mean, A for Monsters Inc., and then probably I put Monsters University on the B list because, again, I like the story and the message that were there and how people can be. It was the old debate of talent versus hard work. And I did like that idea too, yeah. And showing how hard work doesn't always get you. If, if you don't have the natural talent, sometimes you can't always get what you really want, which is a hard truth of life. But then how Mike was able to find his way into a career that really fit him mm-hmm. through that hard work and still enjoy his career, I think, was, was fitting. Uh, <laughs> like, you never understood why he's so happy about that. Until <laughs> University, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sad, because Mike really did know everything. Textbook, monster, theory. He knew everything. He deserved it more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Certainly deserved it more than Sully. And Sully did nothing, and he still became one of the most iconic and best monsters in um Monsters Inc. But he's not as funny as Mike. But he's not as funny. funny. And so there we find, that's right. So Mike finds his, uh, you know, redemption in the end. Um, I'm going to change things up instead of giving one movie. I'm going to put three movies that I think are kind of close to each other and ask which one is your favorite and why. So the three movies are Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, and Ratatouille. (laughs) 
Which one would you put on the top of your list, Joanna? Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Incredibles. All right, so why is Finding Nemo at the top? Oh, gosh, yeah, Finding Nemo was a great movie. Artistically, it was a great movie. It was a great story. It was something new and exciting. I love the turtles. My favorite sea creature is a turtle, so... Yep, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking about the turtles going there. And I love the fish. I love the colors. I love the music. It was such a good movie. And then Ratatouille, same idea. It was very artistic, like French. And I, I like this. I like, you know, I like the music of that one, too. And the story was really cute. And for me, um, Incredibles... I didn't need The Incredibles to be a Pixar movie. Like, that could have been any movie, in my opinion. Like, any, any, any person could have done a, a superhero movie. And so the fact that Pixar made one, I was like, all right, cool. Um, I saw it. I only saw The Incredibles one time. And I'm like, all right, good. That's fine. Because they have so many other superhero movies that, in my opinion, are better. Like, all the Marvel stuff is better than Incredibles. So I'm fine with keeping that third. Interesting. So, since you put Finding Nemo at the top of the list, and it's a good Chris and Brian another second to think about this, what what did you think about Finding Dory? Oh, I love Finding Dory, too. I'm so into it. I don't even care that they did it for the money. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love Ellen DeGeneres' Dory, and it was such a cute story to figure out like who Dory was and how she came to be so adorable and cute, and oh, yeah, and like, that was such a good movie, too. It's, like, heart-wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, do you agree with that order? Funny Nemo, then Ratatouille, then Incredibles? I would actually say... Uh, I would okay. say... I would say... Uh, you can feel free to disagree. Incredibles first. Incredibles first. Yeah. Ratatouille second, and then... Funny Nemo third. Yeah. <laughs> Literally wanted to. All right. So why? 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 We got Ratatouille second, so that's very good. Yeah. So what was it about uh, the Incredibles and Nemo that you swapped them? Incredibles. Uh, the main thing I loved about the Incredibles was that they had. I'm a huge fan of James Bond. This you grew up around James Bond, and they had that. They had that whole thing there, you know, with the with the technology, the suits, all that stuff, you know. And then, um, and then they made them. Human. That's my probably my favorite part of the film is in the beginning where they showed, uh, you know, them working desk jobs or being a house mom or something like that. You know, like and uh, and the kids, you know, they're they have you know like they you know have their crushes and they, you know they go through regular human things. Whether you know, whereas you, when you look at a superhero, you don't think that they go through those things. They're perfect, so nothing bad ever happens to them or something, you know. And um, so that was, you know, I would say that's why I put that above. Um, and then Ratatouille <laughs> was just beautiful. It was just artistically beautiful. It was just so clever, um, you know, with with you know, the rat like pulling the hair to like make him do things like a puppet kind of thing you know and um it, it's interesting you know i don't I, I really like watching stuff about like gordon ramsay and how he came to be and and you know he built this you know he, he had like i don't know how many michelin star restaurants and and that's what they talk about in ratatouille is like you know oh the you know the critic is coming so we have to make sure everything's perfect you know but of course chaos occurs and um so and it was just the story flowed very nicely um and it was just 
like I said, beautiful. It was artistically, I think, one of the prettiest Pixar films mm-hmm. um, that, that to date. And then, uh, oh, and then Finding Nemo was so much fun. It was a fun movie, um, but I wouldn't say, like, it personally, it didn't, like, grasp, you know, like, it didn't have the nostalgic effect that, you know, uh, Incredibles had with the James Bond thing and stuff like that, you know. Um, but it was really well written and, you know, uh, oh, and then what you want to know? Finding Dory. Well, <laughs> I honestly, uh, I don't remember much. So probably not a good, because, uh, <laughs> well, because I saw it on a flight actually coming back from New York. It's a great place to catch up on movies. Little tiny screen on the back of the seat and. Yeah, I can't. That's the first time I saw it too. Was on an airplane. Was on an airplane. Yeah, that's and I was what? like, I had I had been walking around all day, and I was really tired, so I don't I don't remember much. That's fine. That's fair. Opinion. I'm sorry. That's fair. No, don't worry about it. Um, all right, so we have a Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Incredibles, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Finding Nemo. <laughs> Brian, do you? Like Ratatouille the most, <laughs> but no, actually, it's going down in my book. Um, for me, it's Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Ratatouille. Oh. Um, Incredibles. So, do you want to go to your comment about superheroes? Now, keep in mind, Incredibles came out in what 2004, 2005? Yeah, it came I out in 2004. Okay. Okay. So, so, it came out before all those. Um, I didn't need it. And so, for me, being a huge superhero nerd, I was super excited about it because it was before Marvel came out. So I was super excited to get superheroes, and they did such a great job. And at this time, you know, sure you had the Batman films, but and I'm talking like the Tim Burton Batman, Batman Returns, and then Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which don't exist. <laughs> the, la- the last one doesn't exist. Batman Forever, I actually enjoyed. Anyway, you had Batman, which was incredible. I've actually honestly never seen Batman Returns, so I can't speak to that, but I've heard it's really good. Batman Forever was fun, but it was still bad, and Batman and Robin was just an absolute train wreck. And then you start getting the X-Men films. The first X-Men was good, but it was extremely campy, and it wasn't until X2 where it started getting, you know, superhero movies started getting some realism to them, and we're not even going to talk about the Christopher Reeves Superman (laughs) or Superman Returns. Um, So this was kind of the first time we had a superhero movie where... It was done so well. You had really good characters. It didn't feel super campy. The fact that it was animated also helped its cause because it could be a little campy. But you had such good storytelling, like Chris was mentioning about the kids and um, you know Violet having her crush and the sibling rivalry where Dash was picking on Violet and Violet was getting pissed off and them running around the kitchen table <laughs> and Violet using the force field. Like that scene was just awesome. Um, you also had Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, come on, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, going back to what you were talking about, Joanna, with the soundtracks for Finding Nemo and Ratatouille. Yeah. I'm a jazz guy. I grew up playing trumpet. Um, that was my entire life in high school. I love, love, love jazz, especially like big bands, trumpet-heavy jazz. And I think Michael Giacchino just knocked it out of the oh, park with this. Yeah. And Wayne Bergeron really just good. being amazing at the trumpet. Um, so for me, The Incredibles ranks as one of the best soundtracks in my book for mm-hmm. Pixar. And so that's another reason why I love that. Actually, ironically, today when I was coming up to see you guys, I was listening to The Incredibles uh, in the car. Nice. Um, so for me, it's just Incredibles is awesome for all that. And like you said, Chris, about the technology aspect and how you know this kid had absolutely no superpowers 
and really wanted to become a superhero, so he made his own stuff very much like Batman or Iron Man. Uh, so I loved all that about uh, The Incredibles, which is why I'm so excited for The Incredibles too. Um, Finding Nemo, it, I thought it had a great story. Um, I thought it was beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I thought it was it was fun. Crush was awesome. The yeah. E and the EEC <laughs> and all that. Um, and our first exposure to Dory, and I thought Dory was just the best thing. And Ella DeGeneres, <laughs> they did a great job casting her because she's just awesome. Yeah. Um, slight side note, one of the best video clips I've ever seen is, um, I think it was on the Ellen DeGeneres show when she had Tom Hanks on. <gasps> and there was a meme that said, close your eyes and try not to picture Dory and Woody having a conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great clip. We'll watch that after. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Ratatouille. Honestly, I've only seen it once. Um, and I do want to go back and see it again because it's probably been since it came out that I've seen it. Um, from what I remember, it was well animated, but it just didn't strike a chord with me. So it felt kind of flat. I would say for me, it's kind of like a solid B just because it just it didn't really resonate. I didn't think it was fun or emotional or anything. It was just kind of mm-hmm. meh. It just kind of existed. And I'm going to totally disagree with Brian. I put Ratatouille at the top of my list. (laughs) And then Incredibles and then Finding Nemo. For me, Ratatouille is the top of the list because of those three at least. Um, Because I agree with Joanna a little bit about the Incredibles. Even though they do incorporate elements of the family, elements of uh, a superhero life, which was really clever. Um, There are so many superhero movies, and I agree that it could have been anything. I didn't feel like it was Pixar. It could have been any movie. Still a great movie, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for for saying that, but um, (laughs) I, and I still love the movie. It's still A-list for me, but I wouldn't put it above the others. Um, Finding Nemo, I also love the story of it, and it's a very emotional movie, and it's all about family, Um, similar to The Incredibles, but... Family, uh, Incredibles is more about family dynamics and Finding Nemo is more about the importance of family. And then Ratatouille is the top of the list for me. One, because I love the food in it. <laughs> and I get hungry every time I watch that movie. And you really want to try Ratatouille. And I really want to try. I, I love Ratatouille, actually. It's a good food. Um, I want to have that Ratatouille. That's true. Every time I see it, I want, I want that Ratatouille. And I love how it's all about following your passion. That's really the heart of that movie. And the sacrifices you have to make to really make your dreams come true. Um, And how you can sometimes feel conflicted. And Remy really does feel conflicted at times because he knows his family doesn't really support his dream completely. But it's something he just, you know, instinctively loves to do. Um, And then the whole other elements of... Uh, gusto versus ego and gusto saying that anyone can cook and ego really saying that no not anyone can cook it's a really specific skill set and how Remy is sort of the um, like that's almost going through his own head in a way um, he loves to cook and he wants to wants to be able to cook for a living but he's a rat so <laughs> but he's a what's, what's the practicality of that no restaurant's going to let him work there um, we've really, and then Finding Dory for me, uh, I put on my B list. It's a great movie, but, um, it clearly was made, it could have been made better. It really could have. Um, Sigourney Weaver was funny in it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> the only thing we haven't mentioned on my list is actually, uh, Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. did all of you see that? Joanna hasn't. I haven't seen it. Yet. Have you? Have you two seen it? Yeah. Is it B or C? Because I know it's not A for either of you. I'd say C. C. C? Yeah. Yeah. I also. It was a lot. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, in, in its defense, so I'm gonna jump on the plane uh, train. Well, the plane train here. Um, <laughs> I actually, so, um, I, I saw it two years ago. I actually went to Japan, and on that trip, I'm like, hey, I need to catch up on Pixar films, and they had both Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur. And Inside Out was at the top of the list because everyone was raving about it. So I watched it. Mistake. And then I followed it up with The Good Dinosaur. So, <laughs> two mistakes. <laughs> and I haven't seen it again since. So I was already kind of sleepy because now I've been traveling for hours and I just got off watching Inside Out, which was amazing and super emotional, as we already discussed, (laughs) for me personally. So The Good Dinosaur just really fell flat, but besides all the fact of, you know, me watching it in not ideal situations, trying to think of it objectively, I thought it tried to replicate a lot of movies before instead of trying to be its own movie, mm-hmm. and it just, it didn't work. Um, it, there was a lot of The Lion King in it, but mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about one of the greatest animated films ever made. Um, so I think The Good Dinosaur just, it, it didn't have anything really good about it. It didn't really have anything unique. And so for me, it's... The okay it's, dinosaur. The okay dinosaur. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> or it was the sea dinosaur. <laughs> but it'll still make you cry. Chris, were you going to say something about the movie? Maybe I was just going to talk about the Lion King. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's like that. It was, still just, I, no, it just reminded me a lot of the Lion King story, which is why I was like, this isn't very, like, original. So. Yeah. Um, so I think we talked about most, pretty much all the movies here. And while we don't have exactly, for all of these, A, B, or C, I think for a lot of them we do. And if anyone listening disagrees with any of that, please, of course, reach out and let me know. Um, so I have two lightning round questions, which are both very hard. I will preface by saying one of them you probably expected. Um, and I know Joanna's going to know the answer to one of them, so I'll ask her first <laughs> about her favorite Pixar character. But, um, yeah, the first question, which Mike said Mike Wazowski, is your favorite Pixar character. Yeah, it's Buzz. It's Buzz Lightyear. 100% yeah. Buzz Lightyear. I love him. I wish I could be him. What is it about him? He's a space ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a space ranger instead of Um, Well, that's a good answer then. <laughs> Brian? Oh, God. <laughs> lightning round. Is it Lightning McQueen? <laughs> no. No. It kind of drives me crazy. Jeez, um, <laughs> that's hard. You can go back to me again. Um, Second favorite Pixar character, <laughs> Buzz Junior. <laughs> oh, the mini Buzz from that short. Oh man. Um, we'll answer some Jeopardy music. I, I gotta go. With, personally, one of my favorite characters is Dash from the Incredibles. Oh, that's a good one. He's just—I don't know. There's something about him. He's, He's just cool. hilarious. He is a lot of fun. Very rambunctious. And my favorite scene is uh, is the hundred mile dash. Yeah. And when he when he runs on water and he's just like, what, what, what? And he continues running. He's like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a really cool character. Chris. Chris. Wally. Wally. Oh, that's a good one. Is well, I don't know if this. Okay, I'm just gonna stick to favorite character. Okay, Wally, definitely favorite character, only because he. Um, he shows 
uh, more emotions and shows more. He he's more animated in the way he communicates rather than verbally, which I thought was really cool. The way he showed his love for Eva, you know, Eva, Eva um, and you know, he basically what had a five-word vocabulary throughout the whole film, I think, or something. Yeah, he didn't but say much. He didn't say much. Which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but Ben Burt did the voice of him. So he did. I didn't did, know that. He did sound design for Star Wars, in case. No oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he carried the lightsaber sound, the R two D two noises, all that stuff. Yeah, perfect. So, but anyways, he that that's. By far, um, plus he's a robot, and robots are cool. Yeah. And robots he makes cool. the uh, Macintosh uh, startup sound. Yes. <laughs> and he's solar powered, so he's good for the environment. He's good for the environment. <laughs> I'm going to say Remy is my yeah. favorite um, for some of the reasons I said before. Um, he's the he really is like he's a he's passionate about what he loves to do. He overcomes a lot of adversity to do what he really loves to do. Um, and he's for the most part still like you know kind-hearted and I, I just love his character uh, and I could see like I, I love all the characters you mentioned but I think Remy's probably my favorite um, second one is also kind of hard but maybe not because it's not quite as many as Pixar characters but your favorite Pixar Easter egg hmm. it could be in a specific movie or a recurring theme your favorite Pixar Easter egg I'll start to give you guys time to think about this because I was thinking about this a little bit. Mine's John Ratzenberger. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. He's my favorite Easter egg because he shows up in every movie. He always plays some type of role, um, and some of them he actually is like Ratatouille. He has a pretty major role um, in that movie and Cars. And Cars. He, has, he has major roles in and those Toy movies. Story too, right? To- yeah, and Toy Story. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, he has major roles. And then that. you have something like Brave, where he has one line. And that's about it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and, in a, and he has a major role in A Bug's Life. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, there are movies he has major roles in, and there's others. Like you said, he has like one line, and that's it. Um, and I love at the end of Cars how he makes fun of his own Easter eggs <laughs> in other movies. Yeah. Wait a minute. They're just using the same voice actor over and over again. What kind of cut rate production is this? <laughs> um, that, that credit scene's fun. <laughs> All right, I wasted enough time. So, Chris, what's your favorite Easter egg? Oh, uh, I would say the Pizza Planet truck. Oh, that was mine. I was uh, going to say that. We can repeat it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Just because it's so iconic, you know, that, that was the way Woody got to Pizza Planet in the first yeah. movie, you know, and, and from then on, you know, you, when you see that yellow truck, the yo truck, <laughs> yo truck, yo, the Pizza Planet rocket on the top, I don't, yes. it's like, it takes you back to the first film, at, well, not the very first film ever, but the first, <laughs> uh, uh, first film in first history, film. Pixar feature film. Because uh, obviously, yeah. Ten Toy was the original. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, you know, it kicks you back, nostalgic wise, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Brian, what about for you? So I like the P- Pizza Planet one, but I think it's pretty easy to spot in most movies. Usually, the first time around, or maybe the second, I can usually pick it out. You know where it's hard? Ratatouille. Sorry, I keep picking on that movie because I love it. <laughs> you know, now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. So it's, it's, it's really it's hard, hard to find it in that movie. But the Easter egg that I think is even better 
Um, and these are almost impossible to find, and I almost always have to find them online and then try to find the part in the movie and then freeze frame it, is that in, I want to say everyone, if not every, almost everyone, they have a hidden um, part from the next feature film mm. in it. Yeah, yeah. And that one is true. always really hard, and it's always so interesting how they incorporate it, like in, mm. I think it was uh, Brave, I think the movie that came after Bray was Monsters University. Yep. And I think it was in the wood carving area. They have um, Mike and Sully. That's right. Yeah, that's oh, true. that's right. Yeah, you, it, you can't see that unless you know exactly when to look and you freeze frame it. Whereas the Pizza Planet, it's pretty prominent. Yeah. It's in the same section, I believe. Or in, in, Monster, or in Monsters, Inc. when Boo brings up Nemo. And exactly. Like squishes Nemo. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, to me, that's my favorite Easter egg. Yeah, that's really in cool. In Pixar. That's really cool. That's a good answer. Well, I know Crystal, yours. Yeah, but. I was, I'm 100% Pizza Planet truck. I just love seeing that because it reminds me of Toy Story, and Toy Story is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so. And since we talked about most of the other Easter eggs, the only other one um, is uh, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. Mike's, if Mike was here, he would know it and he would be kicking me right now. But um, <laughs> the classroom that they all went to at, I think it was 113. A113. 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 Oh, yeah, you thank see you. That, yeah. that everywhere. Yeah. So that's another little Easter egg that's cool, and mm-hmm. I think it it's, it warrants a mention since we none of us brought it up, but I think that's also a little cool one. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right. Well, I mean, we've been talking for an hour and like five minutes about Pixar. I mean, we probably could talk more about it, and we often do, but um, for those who are listening, again, like if you have any thoughts about these movies, if you completely disagree with anything we said, I definitely want to know what your favorite Pixar movie is, um, so reach out and let us know what your favorite Pixar movie is, and then your favorite Easter egg Pixar character, and again, if there's anything that I said or anybody else said that you totally you know, resonated with you or totally disagree with, uh, reach out and let us know. But uh, thank you to Chris, Brian, and Joanna for coming on the show. Chris and Brian again a second time, and Joanna the first time. Um, I know you'll be back on probably to talk about Disneyland Paris when we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, And Brian, one of these days I'll have to ask you about uh, Tokyo. Absolutely. And I'll I'll just get to go myself. We'll go together. All right. Um, But thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. And we'll have you back on the show soon. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Imagineer podcast talking about Pixar, talking about our favorite Pixar movies, and how the movies rank in our A-list, B-list, and C-list. I will say that since the recording of this podcast, I did happen to watch Coco and absolutely loved it. It was, in my opinion, uh, very close to Up and Ratatouille. It has a lot of the same elements, but of course, it gives its own spin and has its own theme and is an amazing Pixar movie. I certainly place it in the A-list as I know that Chris mentioned uh, and Brian had mentioned as well. So I'm curious to hear from you what you think about the Pixar movies. What are your favorites? What would be in your A-list and your B-list and your C-list? What are your favorite characters, your favorite moments, and perhaps your favorite Easter egg? Definitely reach out to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also reach out on Twitter 
at twitter.com slash audio or on Instagram at instagram.com slash podcast. And if you want to send everything to me in just one long email, you can, of course, share your thoughts by emailing me at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com. I read each and every single email that you send to me. And if you do want me to share some of your thoughts about Pixar on the air, go ahead and send me an email and I will share it in a future episode. I want to encourage you, of course, to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, on Podbean, on Google Play. Every subscriber means the world to me. And I want to thank you for listening and sharing out the podcast with your friends and any other folks who might enjoy listening to this Disney podcast. As always, I want to thank you so much for listening for all of your time. And I want to remind you, as always, that if you can dream it, you can do it. Just using the same actor over and over. What kind of a cut rate production is this?